0: And you really brought that to my attention about how that can directly translate to clients, to dollars. And so that's something that your guidance, uh, the Huga Gathering, started working You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Ali Hembry martin
1: Harrison is the cozy gatherer creating thoughtfully appointed experiences through her small business, the Huga gathering. I love the work that she does because it makes everyone just feel warm and fuzzy. Keep listening to learn more about the transformation she has experienced in her business. Kim, I am so excited for us to talk on the selfish podcast today. Thank you for joining me.
0: I'm so excited too, Allie. Thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> All right. So before we jump into the conversation, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to the audience.
0: Sure. So I'm Kim uh, Morrison with The Huga Gathering. And you can find us over on Instagram at The Huga Gathering. And Huga is spelled H Y G G E. And our website is um, www.hugagathering.com. And whenever you go there, you will find all kinds of
1: cozy, warm goodness. Kim is a magic worker, um, is really how I like to describe her. And whenever it comes to really transforming spaces, events, really anything she touches, um, to provide this hookah approach, which is really all about coziness, warm comfort, and she just embodies that. And so I I love um, being around her and I love uh, talking with her because I feel like she just exudes this. So I'm really excited for our conversation today because while we are in the middle of the launch of the VIP Accelerator, I am wanting to share more of these success stories of current and former clients. And so before we really get into your story, why don't you give us the backstory of kind of how we met and how we started to work
0: together? So Allie, I don't know if you know this, but I heard about you on social media and we had some similar followers and you kept popping up and (laughs) I will be on that algorithm for me. (laughs) So you popped up a few times. And so it was kind of like, casually following you, but not really paying attention. And then there was something you shared and I it really caught my attention. Um, and I can't, I can't even remember exactly what it was, but it, it included your face. You know, I felt like I got to kind of know you and, um, I thought, oh my gosh, like, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of how it started. And honestly, I did not feel like fame and fortune was for me. And then I was journaling And I thought, you know what? This actually is for me. I just don't package it the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the core of it, I do want fame and fortune. I just like wasn't ready to admit it. And it made me think of how you have branded yourself on social media.
1: I love that. Well, and thank you for sharing that. I know I didn't know that, but um, that's so fun. and, And really just reiterates the reason why we all need to be out there putting our face in front of the camera and telling our story because we never know who's watching and who's listening. So um, we have worked together um, for um, many months now. And during our sessions, I want you to kind of reflect back. What have been some of your biggest ahas working with fame and fortune?
0: Mm -hmm. So um, probably one of the early things that I realized about you is you could take something that I was struggling with. You know, I don't know. I don't, I really struggle with not wanting to seem very salesy. And the way you package it really takes away any of the fear and shame I have around that. And you help me wrap it in a way that feels very natural and mutually beneficial to myself and the other party. And so I really need that encouragement and your um, business savvy. Because I don't know how to naturally do that for myself, for for my business. And then the other thing, the other big thing that I just never thought to pursue was building an email list. And you really brought that to my attention about how that can directly translate to clients, to dollars. And so that's something that your guidance, uh, the Hugo Gathering started working on.
1: And both of those, I am so proud of you for bringing up because you have done so well in, in really both areas. And it is so true. The email list will never fail you. You will always have those emails to back fall back on. Um, and really the salesy part, I, I find that like you're not alone in that at all. I think most people feel the same way in the sense that um, it's really hard to kind of come at a conversation where you feel like you're being beneficial for them. And so it, it really does take kind of that outside perspective of somebody saying, well, no, they are receiving this and they're getting this benefit. Yes, you're getting this, this and this, but it, it can be something that's uh, valuable to both parties and really just having that other perspective to be able to kind of switch it and, and spin it a little bit. Just can really transform how you think about a, a situation or a conversation or a relationship before mm-hmm. you go into it. So um Completely. I think you're right. Yeah, that's it's
0: you're not alone in that. So don't yeah. Yeah. I think especially with creative people, because we don't tend to focus on monetary motivation and we just want to do what we love and we want to share that with other people, then for us to switch gears, um. You know, I need that encouragement, that support, that guidance um, from you to help me kind of reframe the way I'm looking at it.
1: Tell us more about your business. Kind of where did it come from? Where where did this start and how has it grown?
0: Sure. So I have always had a passion for hosting. Um, I've always been that friend that was just a little bit extra and wanted to make any occasion a celebration. And, um, you know, my friends would joke that I wanted to be like a Martha Stewart or something, (laughs) but, um, and then, um, I had kids. And then when we had our second, I fell into really bad postpartum depression and was, um, actually had some postpartum psychosis and was hospitalized. And that was a really difficult point in my life. And really like who I was kind of felt like it slipped away. And so, part of my healing journey was beginning to host again, but hosting had to look a little bit different. And so, I discovered huga when I was learning about how to practice um, self nurturing and self care. And huga really became um, a way that I kind of put myself back together. And a big part of huga was the gathering part of it and being in cozy togetherness with other people. And so I just started doing really informal hookah gatherings in my home. And then it kind of grew to be friends and then friends of friends. And then I started to wonder, you know, I was, I was getting healthier. Um, could I like do this professionally? Like, could I make <laughs> this into a business? Um, I think that's how a lot of things begin. It's something that we love to do. And then, um, enough people, uh, call that out in you and say, wow, this is wonderful. And you really start to believe in yourself. And so I started hosting creative workshops um, in the community where I just wanted to provide opportunities for women to gather together and do it with an elevated experience. And it just kind of took off from there.
1: And you're so right. That's I think the best way to start a business is to be doing something and say, Hey, um, could I just like do this all day long and get paid for it? It's That'd be great. Um, so I love it. That's what you've done. And, um, when you mentioned that your friends really refer to you as like the Martha Stewart, I was like, I'm shaking my head. Yes. Because I was like, that is a great way to describe Kim Morrison. Like, yes, you are the next level Martha Stewart. So, uh, you are the Martha Stewart in your own world of 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 HUGA. So, uh, that's a great analogy. Um, I love that. Really, whenever you've kind of gotten to this point of your business where you really did want to grow, I, I want you to kind of share a little bit about you know kind of what it's meant to have somebody that is there to partner with you really on your business strategy and walking hand in hand with you to maybe what the next step is, what the next project is, what the next launch is, what, what has that meant to you?
0: I think that's been really critical for me. I think as a small business owner, you can feel lonely sometimes and you can kind of feel like, oh man, I'm out here on this Island by myself. And so having the opportunity to work with you, Allie, has made me feel like, oh, man, I've got a cheerleader in my corner. I've got someone to encourage me when maybe I need to pivot away from something and towards something else. Um, You've given me guidance and then really your experience and business savvy has helped me feel like, okay, this is like another path I need to pursue or no, I'm doing a good job. I just need to stick with it and see it play out. So
1: when you, when you think back to kind of this journey of taking something that you love and really getting, um, getting serious about growing it and, and really Reaching more people, reaching and impacting more people. What has been your favorite part of being a business owner?
0: Oh man, it's the relationships. <clears throat> you know, I call it the Huga Gathering um, because I love bringing people together. But I would say the relationships I've been able to build, the friendships that I've um, had the opportunity to grow, and new people I've met um, that you know, one of the things I say in the Huga gathering is um, we're better together. And that's something I really believe and try to live out because I do believe that, you know, we are, when we go at it together, when we partner with other businesses, um, with other women in small business, that we all kind of lift each other up together and um, we can do more, we can go farther.
1: Yes, I, I very much agree with that. And I think you embody that. So I love that that's how you feel. And whenever you're thinking about an individual that maybe was in your shoes, shoes a couple of years ago and is doing something that they really enjoy doing. And they're questioning, you know, is this something that I could actually get paid to do? What advice would you give to them? In in the process of just starting out in their
0: business. Yeah. So I have a favorite YouTuber I follow, and she talks about dating. And while I'm not in that stage of life, um, I try to glean little things from her because she is a small business owner. So that's why I listen to her. And something she talks about is trying different things, and really it's all data. And when she said that, I thought, oh, my goodness, she's so right. She talks about, um, you know, you're going to try different things. And if it fails, it's not that it's failed or um, that you failed. It's that you are learning and you're really just collecting data. And so for me, um, I'm still, uh, I think we're always collecting data. We're kind of trying different things, seeing what works, what doesn't work. And then also I think um, deciding how we measure success, um, I think is going to be different for everyone. There is a small, a local small business coffee shop, out by you actually um Allie mm-hmm. and I remember one time I was meeting with the owner and she said oh we've already had success and I think they were only in like maybe their first year and a half of business she's like we've already met every goal that I had for this place and not that they were financially maybe where most people would think that means that they met success but she had markers of success that um she had set for them. And she's like, We already, we've already met those over and beyond. So I think thinking about it as you're trying different things, it's all data. And then deciding, like, what are your measures of success and um, setting those for yourself.
1: And when Kim brought this um, analogy to me during a call, I I said, Oh my gosh, I love that. And I love that way of thinking because it takes the emotion out of it. It takes the, Mm -hmm. the pain and the heartache of, Oh, I have failed. It is on me. It's a personal loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and really just the, that measure of success, I will say that whenever I look at clients and ever I'm able to really predict who is going to be successful and who is going to achieve their goals." It's the people that do have the tenacity to say, all right, that didn't work or maybe that didn't work out exactly the way I thought it would. Uh, I'm going to put that behind me. And I'm going to turn around and, and go this direction. And the ability and the quickness that you have in being able to make that decision and put those thoughts behind you and move forward really does determine how quickly you're able to get onto the next thing, and how um, you can get more of that data and uh, apply it to your business. So uh, I'm really glad you shared that, and and I really do think it is true, and it's uh, a good determining factor of of who's going to to walk away successful at the end. Mm-hmm. This is the question that everybody gets asked on the Selfish Podcast, <laughs> and so uh, it is your now your turn, Kim. What are your favorite ways to be selfish?
0: So, you know, we are in the, the new year. And so yes. I think a lot of us um have maybe set goals or um what do they call them? Um, resolutions. Resolutions, yes. You know, <laughs> promises that we've made to ourselves. So um, you know, I don't think of it as necessarily being selfish. I think of it as I'm self-nurturing. Mm. And my absolute favorite way is to read. Um, we yes. have two young boys and I will tell you that getting time to read does not come easy in this house, but um, I love to travel and over, you know, quarantine and everything, traveling did not come easy. And mm. so reading has always been my dependable friend that I can travel from the comfort of my own bed if I want to. Oh. Um to, you know, another place and even just getting lost in a story. My favorite genre is memoirs. Mm -hmm. Um, I love hearing people's stories and then, you know, kind of shifting over from that. I love historical fiction and a little bit of contemporary fiction now, but um, I would say reading is definitely um, my favorite thing to do. Reading for pleasure, not just for work or, um, you know, for business, but really just Doing reading for the joy of reading.
1: And I don't know if you listeners out there can really already start to understand who Kim is as a person, but her way of thinking when things may not be going exactly the way that we would all want them to go, um, she is able to spend things to make it really positive. I mean, just even thinking that, like, we can't travel during the pandemic, but we can read and escape. Go to another place in our own minds. That is such a beautiful way to think about it. Um, Kim, what is next for you?
0: So um, we are in the new year launching a subscription box for the HugA gathering, and we are putting together a collection of um, items that we feel like kind of embody HugA and can help you bring a little bit more coziness and togetherness to your home. So be on the lookout for that. You can follow us on Instagram for updates. We'll be doing... Um, you know, sharing what's going to go into the box and when you'll be able to jump on and pick up one for yourself or for a friend. These would um, also make great Valentine's Day gifts for yourself or for a friend. So that's what we have coming up next. Oh my gosh. And who doesn't
1: love getting happy mail, especially yes. goodies like that in the mail. I mean, uh, I just love this. And, um, I think especially as we are in this season of winter temperatures and wanting to just be cozy at home, uh, why not have a little bit of hygge in our home so that we can do that. So thank you, Kim. And before we go, is if there's anybody that's like on the fence um uh, listening to this about working with fame and fortune, what would you say to them?
0: Oh my goodness. Um, I think it's natural to be on the fence about it. Um you can think, what is this really gonna do for my business or my brand? And I think the number one thing that I would say, um, Allie, I always feel like you're for me. Sometimes I wonder, do you do this with? every client like <laughs> am I just special but I think that's like the you thing. are special Kim <laughs> thank you you are too but <laughs> I think that's the thing that you bring to the table I really feel like you are invested in my business there's no like catching you up to speed on what we talked about from last time mm-hmm. um, you know intimately what's going on with my business you follow me on social media you know I know that you're seeing my stuff and I just feel like if you need that person on your team um i'm just so thankful that you're on my side <laughs> that you're um there you know my business you know um what i'm trying to reach for and you're there to help me achieve it
1: well thank you that is so kind and um yes you are special and um i am really proud of the work that you've done I love how you have continued to get creative and that's where I know you're a true professional because a lot of times people get stuck in that kind of same way of thinking and say, well, this is how it's always been done or this is the only way I see it done out there. So this is the the way I'm going to do it. And you really think outside of the box and get creative and um, explore those new ideas. And that to me is just invaluable because that's not a skill that comes naturally to everyone. So I'm really proud of the work you're doing. I'm really proud of the work we're doing together. And I'm just really excited to see what the future holds for you. Thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit about your story and your experience working with Fame and Fortune. And I hope everyone listening goes and follows her because you will just be filled with this warm, cozy goodness every time you see her pop up on social media.
0: Well, thank you so much, Allie. I appreciate it.
1: Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.